across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Yes, please go to audio.hybendigital.com and get your first 30 days free, which is inclusive of your first book free. I love listening to books on tape, as us old fogies talk about, but essentially recorded books are even better if they're read by the author. I've always got two or three in the queue. Right off the bat, I got one to recommend to you guys. It's got an awesome title, and the author actually has this title tattooed on his arm so that when he wakes up every morning, he sees it, and it's by Ryan Holiday. H-O-L-I-D-A-Y. It's Ego is the Enemy. Ego is the Enemy. You know, we automatically think that it's the people that are just going full out, charging the hill. You know, these superhero type people that are successful. And he defies that thinking by saying, you know, look, I've got all these stories of all these people who have taken their ego aside right and pushed it aside put others first and and succeeded but we don't hear about them so here they are and it's a classic book i love it ego is the enemy ryan holiday just again go to audio.hybendigital.com audio.hybendigital.com and uh, get your first 30 days and this book if you want to listen to it for free Happy holidays, Rockstar Nation! I got a gift for you. Yes. As a member of this community, which, by the way, we do not charge money for our community. It is a free community, and you are officially anointed into it because you're listening to this show. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, I am giving you 50% off any course on Rebus University for the holidays. Now... Technically, I only got two courses. Um, I've got three others that I'm working on, but I've only got two now. I've got the certified team agent with Jeff Cohn, Omaha, Nebraska, doing close to 700 units a year. Highly, highly intensive course with interviews with every member of his team. And I got a 50% off discount for you. And I got uh, any additional team member, like if you're sign runner or you're listing coordinator wants to take the course and get certified on how to help you build your team or find out what their sign runner does or what you know everything about their team they could get a certification for 100 bucks so you can go on and buy seven of them and it's 700 bucks got to be a member of your team obviously and that's providing you buy the first one at the half price i'm going to do the same thing for the certified listing agent course so if you want to send your listing agents and this is huge guys if you want to send any of your buyer agents your listing agents whatever agents in your office you want to send them to get certified 
to close every listing from eight of the top agents in the world and watch their listing presentations and how they close 90 some percent of every listing appointment that they go on it's a hundred bucks once you buy the original program at half price you can give it to them so you can fill out the thing and and again it's you want to sign up 10 people it's a thousand bucks you want to sign up one it's just a hundred bucks and that's my gift to you and then it could be your gift to them people are raving about this program you know we're closing in 150 people that are actually taking this sucker and loving it every review we had on it is five stars it's a high intensive course on listings unlike any other it's a 10-hour course but listen every darn continuing education class you take is probably 10 hours and and this is way way more exciting to watch and uh, be involved in and and there's quizzes for it and everything and then we got the same thing coming up with the team should be done soon not 100 percent done but we will let you know we'll give you a discount code that you can use and your team members could use all you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash monday that stands for cyber monday hybendigital.com backslash monday to claim your holiday coupon Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a great guest today coming from Pacific Palisades, California. I got Anthony Margulis on the phone, and Anthony is doing some incredible, very different things. Uh, two of them right off the bat, you know, one is he's donated close to $400,000 to charity through his real estate team. And the other is he has got himself in the newspapers, LA Times, among many other things, over and over again. And uh, we're going to talk about how you can do that too. So without further ado, Anthony, welcome to Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. My pleasure. Hey, so uh, Anthony, why don't you give our audience a little bio on you so they can get to know you better? Sure. I, uh, I started... In real estate, 22 years ago, I started my own real estate firm. I took a, a little bit different path. I, I never worked for a real estate firm before. I had a, a development company and a mortgage company and then opened up the real estate company. So had to find some good mentors and uh, self-taught myself a lot of things and started my, my real estate firm. We were buyers-only brokerage for the first 10 years uh, where we just represented buyers. And then about 12 years ago, we expanded and rebranded to luxury and helped buyers and sellers and rebranded to Amalfi Estates. Wow, that, there's a lot of questions just in that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so first of all, why did you, why did you just say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start out as a broker rather than an agent? Why don't you go to a franchise or, or whatever and just become an agent and learn the ropes that way? Tell me about that. Well, it's a very good question. I guess yeah, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, in hindsight, everyone was saying, how in the world can you compete with all the big companies out there? And this is before the advent of all the small independent boutique firms which are popping up. And I just felt I had a business mind and uh, felt we could offer something different and had the confidence and knew that uh, we take care of our clients. And uh, we, were, we were very fortunate. My first full year in the business uh, I did $4 million in sales. That was in 1995. 
Yeah, I love that. You know, and I love your answer. You don't know what you don't know. Just just do it. Well, good for you on that. And then the second question that pops in my head is here. Here you do. Okay, I'm going to only work buyers. Okay. And, and you know, we're going to find out about this. But my question is this. You decide I'm only going to work buyers. And then 10, 12 years into it, you're like, you know what? This is a mistake. I want to go listings, of course, and buyers. And I want to do high-end listings. And I'm going to change the name of the company to Amalfi Estates. You know, what made you decide to do that? And how did you do it? Was the transition hard to do? You know, it was uh, the reason why we did it. Uh, first, we started doing buyers only because I really wanted to, to brand ourselves and have a differentiation in the marketplace. And so we were the, the largest exclusive buyers brokerage in Los Angeles. And we got very, very good at representing buyers. And then what happens when buyers become sellers, uh, we ended up referring out about $100 million in, in listings to our competitors. And they, obviously our competitors are very excited about that, uh, why we did that. But a lot of our clients came back to us and said, you know, the person you referred was great, but they weren't you. Mm. And we really, you know, miss out on having that relationship and helping us with our real estate. So. We basically took that as a cue and, and rebranded and offered full service and uh, rebranded to uh, more luxury properties. Amazing. Good for you. Good for you to do that. That's, that's great. Okay. What's Amalfi? Um, well, Amalfi Estates, like the Amalfi Coast in Italy, oh, and there's okay. also a, a street in Pacific Palisades, Amalfi Drive, and a lot of celebrities and, and uh, uh, a lot of expensive properties are on that street, and then also is kind of a playoff of the first initials, the first one, the initials of my first and last name, the AM. So Nice. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to some nitty gritty. So I know you're in another transition and that is you, you, for years, you were a single agent, basically with no team. You just had two assistants. And, and now uh, with a goal of trying to donate uh, a lot more to charity, you're adding agents to your team. But let's talk about, first of all, being a solo agent for so many years with just two admin. How much business were you doing? And that was it was within the last year that you had this. How much business, let, let's say, did you do last year? So last year I did 32 sales and um, a decent number of leases. And I ended up closing $135 million dollars with two assistants and and your assistants are just salaried people right correct okay so what was your and and this is real what was your eci or your uh, you know as i called ego commission income your gci what what, what did that yeah, total 2.7 uh, 27 and what was your net profit um net profit was approximately 1.5 so that's great so okay now what tell me about your goal now so my goal now, we've hired seven sales partners on my team since the beginning of this year, and we've hired another admin person as well. And my goal is to do $200 million with myself and my assistants, and then the team to do doing $200 million for them. So our goal is to have $400 million uh, in production. And that way, uh, because we give back to charity, the charities will benefit a lot more. Okay. So... You did 135 last year, and so what does it look like you'll end up this year with? This year's about 160 million. Okay, so how are you going to go from 160 to 400 million in production? Now you're making me nervous when you say that. <laughs> no, uh, 
basically with the team. So the, the goal is, is that I'll be doing $200 million and then the seven sales partners will be averaging about uh, 25 to $30 million each. I mean, are you going to, obviously you're going to train them how to deal with clients once they get them, but how are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? What sort of actions are you going to take place to actually get, you know, more leads? We were turning away a lot of business in the last two or three years, because as you can imagine, you can only take so many listings. And I was very, very picky, Pat, about what area I wanted to cover. So I just focused in a very small geographical area. Um, for example, it was in our area, it was Pacific Palisades, and it was really a, a five-mile radius. And so if there was a listing, someone said to me, and it's 10 miles outside my radius, I chose just to stay in that very focused, centralized area. And I was turning away a lot of business. But now that I have the team in place, we're able to get a lot more listings. They're able to uh, sit at my, my open houses. I currently am carrying about 15 listings right now, and I wouldn't have been able to do that. And the sales partners are able to pick up clients from the open houses. I also have a lot of all the buyers I get, I refer to the sales partners, and I just focus on the listings now. So I had a, a huge book of business that I was able to refer out to them so they could start off. One of my sales partners was a brand new agent. He closed $8.2 million in his first 12 weeks working for me, just from two sales from an open house. Really? Really. What did he yeah. do different, if anything, at said open house? He's very personable. Um, and I think a lot of it, I, you know, I have to give him a lot of credit. He's extremely personable. And we're very, very picky on who we hire. Uh, we have core values that every member of our team um, embodies. And it's not everyone that fits in with, all, with our culture uh, because of the commission being given back um, and because of just the, I guess, the attitude and the type of agent that we have. So he's very personable, and he picked up some great clients, and a lot of our, our agents are picking up some some very good clients at open houses. That's amazing. So, um, and your average sale price is what? Uh, my average sales price is $2.5 million. Okay. So what would you say you do differently, you know, with a $2.5 million client compared to someone out there who might be listening that's, you know, never sold a $2.5 million house? What should they expect? Sure, uh, Pat, it's a good question. There, there, I think there's a big misconception when people hear $2.5 million, uh, $3 million, or whatever the, the dollar volume is and, and the dollar price. And what they have to realize is that $2.5 million property in our neighborhood, they're going to look at it and go, that's exactly like a $200,000 property in my neighborhood. Meaning they, they think a $2.5 million property is going to be like a 20,000 square foot house on two acres. And the reality is it's in our neighborhood, it's it's a small teardown on a, a 1,200 square foot house on a 5,000 square foot lot. Mm. So, and a lot of times it's a first time home buyer in our marketplace. So we're dealing with the exact same issues. The, the, the hardest thing for a, an agent to go from the, their price range to the luxury market, it's psychological. All it is is an extra zero or an extra this or an extra that. The people are really the same. And it just, a lot of agents I've, I've found get a little intimidated by people that have that kind of money and those kind of resources. Wow. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I like how you put it in that perspective. So look, I want to talk to you about the charity. Okay, I went. I was on your website. I, 
I checked it out. I, I see you donate to Homeboy Industries, which uh, I actually toured. I uh, got a tour of when I was in LA. I got a tour of Homeboy Industries and met all the players and uh, spent the day there and, and it was fascinating. I have, still have the T-shirt and a, a mug that I bought there and made a donation. And so, why don't you tell me a little bit about why, how you came up with the charities like Homeboy Industries and when you started donating, how much you donate and how it works? Sure. Uh, well, we started off giving. Uh, we let the client pick. And uh, we would giving 10% of the net commissions to a uh, charity of the client's choice. But what we realized, we had 50 or 60 different charities that were getting the donations. And we didn't feel we were being as impactful as we really could. So I hired a, a charitable business consultant, and they helped us focus our charitable giving. And we narrowed it down to five charities, one for kids, which is Make-A-Wish, one for pets, which is SPCA, the um, American Cancer Society for Health, uh, homelessness. There's a local organization called PATH. We have a, a big homeless issue in, in Los Angeles. And then Homeboy Industries uh, is more of our local uh, charity that, that we give to. And so now the goal is to give a million dollars away. We're, we're 400000 um, on the way there. And hopefully by next year, I can start giving approximately uh, three dollars to $400,000 a year away and really have an impactful uh, big, big message and a big help for these charities. And that's really our passion. I mean, that really is what, um, it deepens our relationship with our client. And we really believe in honoring that relationship with the charitable donation. And the clients love it and we feel good about it. And um, it, it's it's good all around. And, and so when you say 10% of the net commission, what's that mean? So we typically, we do 70% of the gross commission and then 10% of that number. Okay. So it ends up being about 7%. 7% of the gross. 7% correct. of the gross. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, okay, cool. Very neat. There's a lot of people that I think that, you know, start doing that. I know a lot of Remax agents donate uh, a, a percent, one to 5%, I think, um, to Children's Miracle Network, which is great. But there's a lot of other agents that say like, oh, I'm going to donate X. I'm going to, and Keller Williams has a thing too, I think where they donate, um, you can donate a, a, a small percentage to KW Cares, which is a charity that helps other families within the Keller Williams system. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of larger brokerages that have this, but on a smaller scale, I don't think anybody's doing 7%. And I think there's a lot of people that say, oh, I want to do, you know, 10% and they do it for five or six deals, but then they stop. Like how, how have you been able to stay consistent and how long have you been doing this? We started doing it about three years ago um, and it's been, it's been fantastic uh, doing it. We'd really, I mean, I wish we can give even more. My, my hope is that we can start giving even more than 7% um, just because we see what a difference it makes. Uh, yesterday, we were we uh, spent actually Saturday. We spent uh, had a great one of our sales partners put on a a charitable um, fundraiser for Homeboy Industries and uh, raised about twenty five hundred dollars. Um, that morning, we did a, a path move in, helping a, a homeless family move into to a, a um, their first house. And it's just things like that. It just it seems that's why we're here. We're not really we're here to sell homes, but we're really here to make a difference. And, and help people. And, and if, if selling homes can get us that, 
can get us there, uh, even better. I love that. And and you also see that happening a lot. I know Keller Williams now has a red day where everybody goes out and, and, and does a charity like, like just, I mean, you're doing the exact same thing. So basically you have your five and you're doing activities that involve your team and the culture of your company in addition to giving them money back. So I love it. It's uh, I, I see that as a trend and, and uh, my hat's off to you. So, okay. So let's dig deep into a little bit about your writing. Tell me about your writing and, and what you do and how it works for you. Sure. Um, so I started about 10 or 11 years ago, actively writing. Uh, we approached the local paper and said, we'd like to write a real estate column. Uh, obviously I hadn't written before, so I was a little bit nervous about doing it, but we knew that there was a lot of knowledge that we could, you know, give to prospective uh, consumers that we thought they would benefit and that the paper liked the idea. So we started with that and now we have a couple different papers that we write for. Uh, we've written now for not just the local papers, but the LA Times, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, we've been quoted in, in a lot of publications and it's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, you have to get creative on some of the topics, but... Uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's a great way to give back. Yeah, you know, so I Googled you before this call, and, and it, it showed, and your name showed up under a couple articles. One was like, um, Jennifer Lopez buys a house for $6 million, and and I'm like, okay, well, he must have been one of the agents with Jennifer Lopez, and I'm looking down, and you weren't. And I couldn't figure out why why it showed up, and then it just recently now, when you said that, Dawn, I mean, maybe you wrote that article. Um, I actually showed up on the bottom of that article. We sold another house. Jennifer Lopez was the lead story, but if you scroll down, there was another house that we sold um, to a, another buyer uh, below that article. I see. Okay, yeah. so how do you do this? Like, uh, like how do you become a? Obviously, you're not a staff writer, right? You're not a. You you don't get paid for these articles, right? You don't get paid, no. But I've gotten a lot of business. People don't. They underestimate. Uh, the benefit of, of PR and, and really getting articles written. And once you start it, you don't get paid for it, but I've gotten a tremendous amount of business. I go to some clients' homes, they call me up and they say, I read an article that you wrote two years ago. And I'll walk in and there'll be a folder of all my articles. And it just adds credibility when you're the local real estate expert, you know, writing those articles. And you can write on, you know, what's the most expensive home to sell in your neighborhood or how, how long does it take for homes to sell or how to move, you know, if you're moving with pets or capital gains taxes. I mean, there's so many different articles out there. So, so uh, if somebody's if somebody's listening to this, right, and they want to become, you know, uh, famous in their town uh, through as a real estate expert, and the, and obviously a way to do that is through the newspapers. They want to get called, right? They want to get, uh, they want to get, you know, when when the when the newspapers writing something they want to get called and get their opinion and a quote from them and they'd love to show up on their google searches by writing articles themselves what advice do you have like what kind of three or two step process can you give them to starting this yeah pat well if the, uh, the, the step process the first is it's not just print articles by the way they're online articles as well you know that you can that you can write for we just found the print articles people tend to hold on to and, and they have a longer shelf life. But the, the step process is this. You find out who the publisher is or the editor of the paper and you take them to lunch. You take them to breakfast and you find out everything you can. Act like they're a client and act like they're your, one of your top referral sources. 
and, and befriend them and, and help them and ask them what they're looking for. They need content. And so if you can have two or three articles pre-written and find out what their, um, you know, certain topics that they want, find out how long the article needs to be, find out the special font that they like to use and the format of the article. The way you can make it as easy as possible for them, they're going to really, really appreciate it. And they may say no at first, but keep persisting. And what I found, it, it's going to be a win-win. And now it's, it's been a great relationship. And I've written two to 300 articles now. And what do you write about? Oh, God, I have so many ideas, Pat. <laughs> we're, we're writing about tons and tons of things. Um, you know, you read an article in the paper and you think that's of interest. You talk about the uh, millennials and, and uh, are they buying in the current marketplace? Uh, is it better to rent versus versus own now? Uh, what's... What's the, uh, is it better to check uh, the median or the average price uh, for a marketplace? Talking about the unsold inventory index. I mean, there's, a, there's so many articles. And if you, we tell my sales partners when they're thinking about writing articles as well, just go to Google and literally type in real estate article ideas. <laughs> and there'll be, there'll be like 100 ideas there that you can kind of get your creative juices going. And, and it's just, they're little 500 word articles. They don't take that long. Um, and they're a lot of fun to write once you're finished. And then does the editor say buy Anthony or do they put one of their staff writers on it and then they call you for a quote or quote? No, that, that's the best part, Pat. I'm glad you asked. So you put, um, it says special contributor by Anthony Margulis. And then at the bottom of the article, we're able to put about a, a 75 words of a little bio saying who we are and a link to our website and our phone number. So it's 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 fantastic exposure. So they uh, say by Sam project. Smith, staff writer, and then special contributor. No, 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 no. It no. says by it says by me. It says by it's you. A, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, how many did you have to send him or her before they actually published one? Uh, we got lucky in the beginning. I mean, I had a good relationship with the paper, and it, it helps if you advertise a lot with the local papers too. Because if you if you're not an advertiser, you need to start being an advertiser. And it doesn't have to be a lot, but you want to show them that, that you're, you know, giving them uh, money to help run their paper, and that's through the advertising. And then they'll, in turn, uh, let you write articles for the most part. And so for us, it was within a couple weeks of meeting with the first publisher that we were able to get, uh, you know, written in there. And then there's been a lot of side benefits. So once someone reads your article on one paper, like I wrote an article about how many hours it took to get a real estate license, and I compared... 20 other professions and the wall street journal picked up that article. So that was a, that was a great one. Um, I also started mm. uh, guest lecturing at UCLA in their real estate class because they had read the instructor had read my articles and said, we'd love to have you come as a guest lecturer. So for the last 13 years, once a quarter, I go into the class and I've now taught about 1500 students, uh, real estate. And these are people looking to get their real estate license. And I've gotten a good amount of business from that as well. So you never know where it's going to take you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, you know, when I was selling, you know, 15 years ago or so, I took a course about about the same exact subject. And the guy said, create a packet. Uh, this was before email and everything. Create a packet with all your... You could still do this, though, even without email. It's even more probably impactful now uh, because people don't mail things. But he had me create a packet. It was like a press kit, right? It was like you know, all, uh, all about me basically. And, um, here I am and uh, I would love to be your source is my business card that, and you essentially mailed it to uh, every, you know, real estate editor of all the papers. And I sent out about 20 of them 
And it actually, it, it, it worked. And I started getting calls. And what I found is you have to, number one, pick up the phone like right away. Be ready for when they say, Anthony, tell me how you feel about this or tell me what you feel about this. And you have to, you have to be candid. You can't, number one, always say, oh, the market is great. You know, things are moving. You know, uh, you can't always blow sunshine on it because the press, a lot of times they want, they want a negative opinion. And if it's slowed down, you have to be able to say that. Or if a certain price range is slow, you have to be able to say that. And it, it, and you're always, they'll find 10 guys that say everything's great. And only one that'll say, well, it's a little slow in this zip code. So you have to be like that. And, uh, and it works. I, I would say I probably went a decade or more where I was getting calls and my name was getting printed in the Baltimore Sun and the Washington Post. And I didn't advertise in either. And people that advertised got pissed that they weren't being called. But it was all because they gave them the answers they didn't want to hear. They weren't, they, they just spoke in cliches. They didn't speak in, you know, directness. And they uh, weren't available. They didn't call them back fast. And a lot of times they, they call you, their deadline's in like an hour. So, so yeah, I love this. Uh, I love it. It's a great way for anybody to get business, whether they're selling 10 houses a year or, you know, a thousand to be honest with you and it doesn't it doesn't cost him anything i mean that's the beauty of it it's anybody can do this and the, the quotes are fantastic they're great to get i just like the articles because you get a little more control of the content because sometimes they can misquote or something take your quote out of context um but i love getting quoted i mean it's it's great i just think the articles and actually having a a library of just several articles you can just write and have them at your disposal so when the paper calls and says, hey, we got to fill some space. we got a deadline in two hours. Can you help us out? So literally for the last 15 years, I've, I've never said no to a paper or about an article. I don't care what the deadline is because you want to be the guy that they can count on or girl that they can count on when they need an article. Absolutely. 100%. That's great. I love it. Okay, cool. So uh, let's talk about the culture at your company because obviously, you know, you're doing something right. Obviously, you're attracting people that want to give, uh, you know, a million dollars away locally, right, close by and have an impact on uh, the homeless people that they walk by to get to the office and the the, the, you know, prisoners who are coming out of prison, they, they would much rather have them, much rather buy plants and coffee and everything else from Homeboy Industries and have them rob them on their way to work. So tell me about um, how are you attracting these agents with culture and what you're doing to maintain your culture and uh, everything about that? Sure. Thank you for, for asking that. We, basically, we hired a, a great coach. Um, at the beginning of the year, his name is Burl Workman, and he has Workman Success Systems. And he helped us grow our team. He helped us create our core values. So we got together as our, with our the, the team members that we had, and, and we created just a list of core values that we could all own and, and really believe in. Uh, one of the ones I think is the key is what is in the client's best interest. That's one of our, our true core values. I, I've talked many clients out of buying homes. I've talked many clients out of selling their home because I didn't think it was really in their best interest. And later on, they, they thanked me for it. And a lot of agents are just going after the commission and, and trying to make another sale. And I think, like you said, if you're honest, not just with the press, but if you're honest with your clients and you tell them, it may not be a great time to buy right now. Property values, it's the peak of the market. Property values are really high. 
I think they'll resonate with that and they'll they'll realize that you're really looking after their their best interest. You obviously, you know, your so your goal is basically to build this out and tell me about how you're building. How are you finding agents? How are you attracting agents? How are you maintaining or keeping agents? Sure. Um, well, be, because we have a, we're, we're currently the number one agent in our marketplace for the past three years. So we are getting a lot of people going, "Wow, what are you doing differently? How are you able to compete with, with the large, you know, real estate offices?" I mean, I was one agent with two assistants, and we were doing two to three times the business of some of the larger firms with thirty and forty agents. So by word of mouth, people would see that we're, what we're doing is a little bit different. Um, and because we've been doing it so long, we're getting a lot of referral business. So a lot of our agents that work here have been referred to as personal referrals. Um, and, you know, we're very picky on who we choose. You know, we want to make sure it's, as they always say, it's, uh, you know, you want to uh, take us, be slow in hiring and quick in firing. So uh, it's really, really important to hire the right people. Do you think people almost see you and your company as small as it is, as more of a concierge, more of a, if I, yeah, this company is small, right? And, and especially last year and all these years, it's been, you know, you and two assistants as compared to a large broker. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, do you think the perception is, you know, by going to Anthony, I'm getting a much higher level of service than I may if I just call the larger broker. So I won't call the larger broker. You know, it's easy to answer that yes, but I, I think whether it's a large firm or whether it's a small firm, there's some fantastic, fantastic agents at the large firms that offer as good a service as we offer, and I, I believe that. I mean, um, there there are some very, very good agents out there. Um, I'm not going to, you know, put down our, not that you're asking to, but there are some very respectful people I look up to in our industry, and I think what people are realizing, it's more of a shift of you're hiring the agent. So 20, 30 years ago, it was always, you know, if you get a big firm, they're going to do all this marketing for you. They have 10,000 agents throughout the country. And I think consumers are getting more educated to realize it's the agent you're hiring. It's the agent who's going to spend the money marketing the property. And it's really, it, it's the individual agent, regardless. I could be at any firm and it won't matter. It's yeah. just the agent that they're hiring. And I so. guess at the end of the day, and that's a great answer. At the end of the day, that's kind of why you opened up your own firm anyways, because it's about the agent. It's all that's about, exactly you know, right. it's about the agent and that's, yeah, your, yeah. that's exactly right. Um, one other idea I did before I forget um, that I think an, an agent, whether they're new or whether they've been in real estate, um, it's helped my business a lot is we started a, a, a real estate networking group. Uh, we, I ended up going to the, to the top agent or the founder of each major firm uh, in Los Angeles. So we have 17 firms represented. I started this group about four years ago. And we've gotten a tremendous amount of business from it just because agents that either don't specialize in my neighborhood or, or they, we get to know other people as professionals rather than as competitors. And we share best, best business practices. We share uh, marketing ideas. We share pocket listings. And, you know, combined, this group of, of it's about 22 agents represented with 17 firms. They've sold about $9 billion in real estate. So the, the knowledge in that room is amazing. But I think it'd be a good idea for an agent, new or not, to start a real estate networking group and have agents from different firms in there. I think it could be a good referral source for them. Yeah, absolutely. When they're getting ready to lose a listing and they know they're going to lose it, they can refer out to someone else in the group. And it, and it puts everybody on a, a much more cooperative 
versus competitive playing field. You know, I, I know a group that does that in D.C. I actually went and guest spoke for them every month. They have dinner at a very nice restaurant in a private room. And every quarter or so, they'll bring in a guest speaker. And they're, they're, they're friends. I mean, they've been doing it 20 years. And they're all, like the top, top agents in the D.C. Metroplex. And they're like, you know, lifelong friends. So uh, and it all started from this mastermind group. Yeah. The the other thing, Pat, I I, uh, I I always I've always been a contrarian thinker. So I, I went to the the top my my number one competitor who had been number one agent in our marketplace for thirty years, and I said, you know, I'm going to call him. I'm going to invite him over to my office. Him and his team. I'm going to show them every bell, every trick, every marketing, every single thing that we do to be successful. Because we were number two for several years, and he first looked at me like I was on another planet. Why would you have <laughs> your number one competitor? invite you to your office mm. and open up our entire you know bag of of secrets if you will on how we're our marketing packets and our you know great uh online programs whatever it would be yeah that's daring and, and so <laughs> so i invited him over he was shocked at first uh he came over with his team and and they're not as tech savvy as we are in, in some ways and they do a lot of things better than we do so we did that and they were so appreciative they started sharing ideas with us and the re- what I realized, it's really the plentiful mentality and not the scarcity mentality. Mm. There's so much business out there. And if you realize that there's so much business out there and that we can all work together and we're not like competing, it really changes the perspective of a lot of, of, a lot of things in real estate. That's a great tip. I, I love that story. That's, uh, that's one of the best. And I, and I agree, you know, abundance thinking, not scarcity thinking. And it's something that I've actually learned more of, believe it or not, from this, from the podcast industry and the digital marketing industry that I've recently gotten into last couple of years, because people will call me and say, come on my show. And I'm like, it's another real estate show. You know, you don't want to, do you really want me on your show? And they go, oh yeah, absolutely. And then, and then of course I'm reciprocity. I have them on my show and, and then I ask them for best practices and they give me best practices. I'm like, it's, it's uh, but it's the culture of the uh, podcasting industry, believe it or not, is abundance, not scarcity. And I think that uh, in real estate, we need more of that. I think that you're right. I think that there, I can definitely tell you from being in the business for several decades that there is a scarcity mentality. You generally will not, as a real estate agent, share with your competitors. So very good story. Thank you. Well, listen, Anthony, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. I'm going to put everything Anthony mentioned on hybendigital.com backslash Anthony Margulis. Now, let me spell this for you. M-A-R-G-U-L-E-A-S. That's M-A-R-G-U-L-E-A-S. Or you could probably just go and type in into the search bar Anthony or Anthony M. I think we've had a couple other Anthonys, but I don't know if we've had any Anthony M's. And he'll show up on the list. Anthony, thank you so much again. Listen, I wish you the best of luck. If I'm ever in the Pacific Palisades area, I will definitely look you up and we can break some bread. Great, Pat. Thank you so much for the opportunity and I'd love to see you in the Palisades. This episode is brought to you by Bluehost. 
Check this out. If you have a website you want to host or already hosting and are probably paying too much, they have disrupted the world when it comes to hosting things inexpensively and efficiently. As little as $3.95 a month and you get a free domain name. They host over 2 million websites worldwide. Check it out, uh, listeners to this show. Very inexpensive and efficient. They can get a free domain. So I got a coupon for a free domain for you. Just go to host.hybendigital.com. That's host.hybendigital.com. Over 2 million websites hosted worldwide by Bluehost. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.